Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for 10 Dozen Minutes with Jake and Mr. Skullhead. I'm Mr. Skullhead. Uh, it's April 15, 2013, by the by. In case you uh, were wondering what uh, day it was when we recorded this, not necessarily what day it is now. Uh, wow. Okay. Uh, professionalism and stuff. And I'm going to give Jake a call. We're on a new setup here, so we'll see if this doesn't uh, if this doesn't work. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Let's just see if this doesn't work. Hello, Mr. Skinhand. Hello, Mr. Jock. How's it going, buddy? Yeah, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Um, checking our levels here to see how we sound, because I've got us on Winamp. Sam has gotten so buggy that I can't even trust it anymore. So, uh, I think we're doing all right. Good. Uh, well, uh, ah, this is the last one we're doing live, right? I believe so. Starting next week, we're going to go to a pre-recorded format that is going to allow us to bring you more, more better quality to audio Mm-hmm. I finally, I finally yelled and stomped my feet enough to stop broadcasting live. It just gets harder every time anything changes. It's harder and harder to get the old shit running again. You know? Yeah, like this that with everything. Across this new uh, computer setup, having to reinstall Sam from because I didn't have the installer anymore for the one that we have licensed. I got a copy of the installer for the one we have licensed from someone else. And it's apparently buggy, but I can't update it to the like the solid version of the one that we have licensed because right. that's now ten years old. So <clears throat> broadcasting so, not working so great. But we will continue to take your questions and do it just as we do our other podcasts in the week. Yes, indeed. Um, I'll I'll have to. I mean, I'm already pretty on top of the radio threads in the forums, so I just have to remember to close them after they're done. After we're done recording. Right. And then post a new one, you know? Yeah, we'll still be recording every Monday night. I believe I believe we will be broadcast uh, this time of day, but on Wednesday nights, for those listening live. Oh, wow. So they get two uh, two podcasts in a row. Two, broad, two broadcasts in a row? Two podcast broadcasts? Chodecast. We're also renaming it to the Kingdom of Loathing, Chodecast. Ooh, yeah, we should. Except, as we established on the last show, on Halloween it will be the Kingdom of Loathing Bloodcast. Oh, I think we should call it the Chodecast, because then at the end of it we can say, I'm Josh, and it's the end of my Chode, call me Chunny. <laughs> yep. Uh, are you going to start going by Josh? No. I, I was just uh, caught in podcast mode for a second there and thinking of horror show. Mm. How's that going? It's good. We've uh, just about hit 100 movies, I think. We just put episode 33 to bed, and that was a special on the new Evil Dead movie that just came out. We I all... added one Evil Dead movie to my repertoire of movies I've seen uh, Saturday. Emily and I went down to Tucson for an Evil Dead marathon at the little art theater down there. So what all did they show? Uh, Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, and Army of Darkness. So that, that wasn't the remake, it was just the... No, it was, it was just the originals. Gotcha. I had never seen, apparently, I had seen Evil Dead 2. I mean, I definitely saw Army of Darkness, like, a bunch of times. I really liked that movie around the time that it came out, and ever since. Um, but I guess I had never seen the first Evil Dead before. Huh. I feel like I couldn't tell you 
the difference between the first one and the second one. I'm sure that I've seen them both. But, uh, yeah, I, they're pretty non-distinguishable from each other, except in the Yeah, I mean, having, having just watched them back-to-back, like, that's obviously not true to yeah. me, you know? I mean, uh, that's what I'm saying, in my memory. Yeah, the first one is the first one is very standard structure, right? It's like two guys and three girls for whatever reason go out to it. I think it's so one of the girls can be disagreeable, uh-huh. uh, but you don't feel sorry for either of the guys. That's why there are the five. Um, two guys, three girls. They all have super annoying nasally voices, including Bruce Campbell when he was. You know, he looks like he looks like he's about seventeen in the first one, which can't be true. So it was before Bruce Campbell's balls dropped. He definitely grew in. He had a you know he had a little bit of the cleft chin, but he definitely grew into his face right. as he aged. Um, but uh, yeah, then everybody you know it just it, it takes a long time to get going, and then you know it actually tries to build up some suspense, and then you know everybody gets killed, everybody gets possessed one at a time, and and Ash has to kill them. And then the second one is basically like he's the same character, he has the same name, and he and a girl go to. You know what is the, a similar cabin? Um, it's not the same one. They don't cross the same bridge, and he doesn't act like he has any memory of. He's like, "Oh, where am I going to take my girlfriend for the weekend? Oh, I'll take her to this place where a few years ago I had to kill all my friends because they were possessed by demons." <laughs> right, so it's it's like a re- it's like I was thinking about this. The first one, it really seems like they were trying to make a horror movie. And it was like it was a little campy, but not deliberately so. And then everybody was like, "Oh man, that's a hilarious comedy movie you made there, Sam." And he was like, uh, "Oh." So then he did it again, but actually deliberately campy. Um, yeah, when we were talking about it, Matt coined the term "splat stick," which I think describes it pretty well. Yeah, it uh, immediately, just immediately. Start. You start like there is no rising action at all. It is just instantly a horror movie. Um, gets going super super fast, and yeah, you know. And then then Army of Darkness. Is, Army of Darkness is more just like fantasy comedy. Yeah, there's definitely very little of the horrific in there. The uh, the new one is pretty damn solid. Really, and it is. Just an out-and-out horror movie. I th- there's hardly any levity to it at all. But it it was super fun to watch. Who's the Bruce Campbell? There isn't one, which I thought was pretty uh, smart of them to do. They didn't try to make an Ash. They just had, like... One guy has the Bruce Campbell characteristic of just constantly taking damage. And one guy... Like, they all get a couple of quips... One person has the, like, discovering the Necronomicon. Like, everything that his character does, they just kind of divide it among the five people that they cast. Okay. So, it ends up pretty cool. Like, early on, one of the girls gets possessed. Who's, uh... They go up to the cabin because this girl is trying to get off of heroin. So, when she starts freaking out and twitching and shaking in the corner, they just figure it's the heroin withdrawal. Okay. And they don't want to take her to a hospital because, you know, they don't want to interrupt the detox process. So it's a pretty clever way to just keep them all there. And, uh, yeah, really bloody, gory, and, I don't know, just a whole lot of fun. So it's nobody anybody's ever heard of, or it's nobody I've ever heard of in the movie. Yeah, pretty, pretty low. 
It was produced by Bruce Campbell and under Sam Raimi's thing. And both of them kind of gave their blessings. These are guys who really liked the first movie and wanted to do a remake of it, but didn't... Uh, they didn't want to just, like, recreate it, you know? Yeah. So, turned out pretty good. We had a bunch of... Uh, a bunch. We had, like, four of our listeners join us at the theater for it. Okay. So that was pretty cool. And Neat. I mean, well, maybe I'll go see it this weekend. It's quite good. Decent. Good, decent horror for decent folks. All right. Um, that's really all I've done since the last time we spoke, I think. <laughs> I just I drove down there, and then I sat in a theater for a week waiting for the movie to start, and then I fell asleep. I was almost falling asleep in my chair by the time the third movie was about halfway over. It was... Uh, I had two things happen. <clears throat> Uh, and I told this I told this story on Advice Hot Talk, but I haven't released it yet, so I'll just retell the story here. One was that we went down and we had uh, dinner before the movies, and uh, I, I learned that I am too old for potato chips. Yeah. Because I was trying to open this bag of potato chips. The way that you fucking open a bag of potato chips, which is to, you know, grab both sides of it and pull it apart, splitting the entire top seam, so that you can eat the fucking potato chips out of the fucking bag. Sure. Uh, but this one refused to open that way, so Emily had to grab it and tear the corner off at the little notch that's cut in it. And I wasn't having any of that, so I pulled out my scissors and just cut the entire top off. Fuck that, man. What the fuck is wrong with those people? You're not going to eat potato chips out of a tiny little hole in the corner of a bag of potato chips, are you? Are you, Mr. No, Skullhead? That's not how that shit works. Not at all. No. I agree um, that in that case you got to break out the scissors. You got to cut the thing across the top. The scissors that you carry with you all the time on your pocket multi-tool because you are an old ass man. Multi-tool. Why do not every why not every bag open like the bags that have inside of the like top once you open the top they have a fucking Ziploc in them? I'm assuming that's just a little bit more expensive. I mean like damn it we developed this technology. Let's use it. Let's use it all the time. <clears throat> I mean, I think that that's the kind of thing that has to come about as a result of some sort of arms race, and it doesn't seem like there are enough companies making snack chips mm. for that to really be a thing. Right? Because it's also, they don't give a fuck if your Doritos get stale and you have to throw them away and buy more Doritos. In fact, they want that to happen. Oh, that could be it. It's a conspiracy, I tell you. So um, where does Pringles figure in? Are they the counterinsurgents of chips? Yeah, I don't know. That's uh, I'd ask that guy, but he's dead. Mr. Pringle? Yeah. Although, in other countries, they have a little tray that sits inside of the tube so that you can just pull out the tray and the chips are all stacked neatly sideways in it. So you don't have to... Uh, you don't have to either tilt the tube or stick your hand in there and then realize your hand isn't big enough. Mm, that's pretty good. Pringles are like the weird too like, big, part, particle board of potato chips. Your hand is always too big to get into the Pringles can. I mean, I guess maybe when you're a little kid, you can reach into the Pringles can, and so it spoils you. Right. So then you start doing the thing where you tip it out, and you catch the big log of Pringles, and then you pull one off the top, or you pull, you know, ten off the top, to be, to be honest and realistic here. Of course. And then you turn it back over, and just over time, the bottom Pringle just gets ground into powder, more and more of which falls out the next time you do it. Yeah. 
They're suboptimal. They are suboptimal chips. But, you know, none of them are broken to begin with, so that's something. Unless you get the one that somebody's just knocked over the entire display and they're all fucked up to begin with. Mm. Although I gotta say that normal bags, uh, I don't tend to... I don't tend to have a lot of occasion to, like, open a bag of chips and, oh, all these chips are broken. Like, that has happened to me with, say, a bag of tortilla chips. Right. Before. Um, but you buy the kind that has the window so that you can see how many of them are whole yeah, and how many of them are not. Never overlook the ch- the importance of the chip window. And too many crunched up ones is just an opportunity for chilaquiles, which, yeah. no, it's not, because that's fucking gross, and no one should ever eat it. Oh, is this another one of your don't-like-soggy-things thing? Oh, yeah. Okay. So, do you like chilaquiles? I probably would. I like it... Uh I like it at the bottom of a thing of nachos, like a restaurant nachos, where they have all the shit on top of it, when there are the chips that are super soggy. Yeah, I'm totally down. Totes down. Yeah. I think uh, I think you and I are just going to have to beg to beg to differ on that. <laughs> I think That's that uh, next time we hang out, we should start the day with some biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the afternoon, we'll have a nice bread pudding, and then we'll end no, the day with... No, I like, I like a bread pudding. You're a strange duck. I, an open-faced sandwich. What we do for lunch is an open-faced sandwich, and then for dinner, chilaquiles. You mean like an open-faced sandwich with gravy poured all over it or some shit? Well, all, I mean, that's the only reason anybody ever makes a sandwich open-faced. Right, right. Um, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I don't know why bread pudding doesn't trigger that. I mean, I think it is because that bread pudding basically becomes a cake. Oh, I see. And it's also not, like, a bread pudding is categorically different than just a wet piece of bread. Hmm. Also, none of the things that, none of the things that are, that trigger my hatred of soggy bread is, uh, is sweet. Right, so it could be that I only dislike soggy bread when it's savory. Although you're, you're not a pancake eater. Uh, no, but it's not because... Well, it's, you know, it's just generally you don't make a meal out of something that's sweet, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, I just don't... I, like, I like... I would eat one pancake a year, but you can't ever do that. Like, the minimum amount of pancakes that you can order is ten times as much pancakes as I want. Uh-huh. So that's just... You know, it's just, I don't dislike pancakes. I would just never go out of my way to eat them. Mm-hmm. I tend to make them every, every Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you got a kid that you're cooking for, so that's sure. that's whatever. Once I, figured I, I out, assume that if I have a kid, I'll have to learn to make pancakes. Well, like, once I figured out how to make them without the pancake mix, then it was just, hey, how can I differentiate this breakfast from the everyday, our quotidian repasts? Yeah. It's like, well, and after my wife introduced me to maple, like, grade-A dark amber maple syrup, instead yeah. of, like, the, the log cabin or the Aunt Jemima or something, because it's not... And not anywhere near as sweet, and it's not as syrupy. I had, um... <clears throat> ah, fuck, who was it? Arundel uh, sent me some maple syrup uh, that I had some of in a cocktail. I never got around to having any on pancakes. I was like, all right, now I've opened this for this cocktail. Now all I have to do is make some pancakes at some point in the next six months, and I can try this. But then that because it's real food, it got all moldy. Yeah, yeah. And it was, like, in a container that, you know, because it was normally, like, 
if it had just been like a glass of maple syrup, I would have just scraped the mold off the top and had the rest of it. Because it's like, there's too much sugar in there for it to really go bad, I think. It's one of those things like honey where it might get less good, but it doesn't like spoil. I, I fuck, that might not be true for all I know. I might have dodged a bullet. Um, but it was in like a, it was in like a flask, sort of. Uh-huh. And so there was just no way for me to get the mold out. So you couldn't even see, like, where the mold was? No, it's it's clear. It's oh, clear, so you can see it. But I would I would have needed some sort of special implement to get the mold out. And oh. even then, I would have had to, like, scrape it out of the... Scrape it off the walls of the thing. Well, I see why you wouldn't and by that. By that time, yeah. I mean, it's just... A, and plus, he sent me two flasks, and the other one is still sealed, and so it's still good. Nice. Um, but I do need to... I do need to make some pancakes eventually. I've been saying that for a long time. And, you know, you wouldn't think that in a in a life where I have won so many large victories compared to most other people, you wouldn't think that, like, oh, I really ought to make some pancakes would be a thing that would just elude me for, like, a year. <laughs> you know? If you still haven't had me by September, I'll make you some pancakes at con. I mean, I guess, I guess that, I guess that what I've learned is that I don't want it bad enough. Yeah, pancakes make you earn them. Yeah. Um, hey, man! For the first time in my life, I made hard-boiled eggs that turned out good. See, is that a thing? Like this Easter, I as every Easter, I always look up how to make hard-boiled eggs, and there's always these things that are like ten dozen steps to making the perfect hard-boiled egg, and Every time I've made them, they've been perfectly acceptable. Uh, so, so my the primary so problem that I've had in the past making hard boiled eggs is that I always like oh, I want some hard boiled eggs, so I go to the store and buy some eggs and boil them, which is not what you do. You you do it with old eggs, right? Because then you can peel them. Like that's the the primary problem. It's not that they taste bad. I will often overcook things because I'm. This is part of why I don't like to cook is because I'm paranoid about undercooking things, so I always end up overcooking things, sure. and I don't like things that are overcooked. So I would rather just go roll the dice at a restaurant. Um, you know, assuming that, that whatever layer of, of liability that they're guarding against via training and protocol is sufficient to protect me. Right, right. Um, but when the, when the yolks turn all gray, that's kind of gross. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when they when they won't peel, right? When you peel, I would honestly, I would eat, and I, I'm told that this is the opposite of the way that most people feel about hard boiled eggs. I would be happier with hard boiled eggs if they did not have a yolk. Oh yeah, no. Because I just like the white with some salt on it. It's like, man, well, I like good. that too. But then you get to that uh, <clears throat> that kind of weird mealy creamy, powdery yolk, and, and there's something about that that's so wrong that it's right. Mm. See, I like a deviled egg, and I wouldn't like it, you know, a deviled egg, the yolk improves a deviled egg because it is moist and delicious and has paprika in it. True. Um, and I like, a, I like a soft-boiled egg because the yolk is runny and you can taste it. Huh. But I don't know, man. I, I, whenever I eat an egg that is hard-boiled, and I burp, it tastes like, it just tastes like blood. Like an egg yolk makes my burps taste like blood. And I don't like it. 
I don't like it. I don't like it when my burps taste like blood because I feel like what, what, what have I been? Have I been accidentally drinking blood soda? Have I been eating blood oranges? Ooh. Do I have a Do I have a dual life as a vampire and I'm not aware of the other one? Oh no! I just ate an egg earlier, and so my burps taste like blood. Is your the most of the blood that you've eaten kind of sulfurous? And that's maybe, why you feel that yeah, way? maybe that's it. Yeah, I think you just was, need to be eating a better qual- quality of blood. It was not a taste that I associated with blood until my burps tasted like that for, like, the week that my sinuses were just pouring blood right. after after my surgery. And I was like, oh, okay, that's gross. Uh, well, unless the, the surgeon, in an effort to improve my nutrition, just stuck a bunch of egg yolks in my nose. In a, in a like a time release egg yolk capsule. See, you gotta examine all of the possibilities here. Yeah. God, this Easter though, uh, after we made the that we did the egg dying, I became king of the world, doing something that you see on the internet that doesn't look possible, where you just peel off like the bottom part of the egg a little bit and a little bit at the top, and blow like a blowgun the egg out of the shell. Ooh. And it came out in, you know, in one perfect piece. No shell stuck to it at all, and it just just slick as fuck. And I couldn't do it again. It was really sad, but <laughs> being able to do that once, just like whoa, I saw that on the internet and it worked. Now I want to try and open a champagne bottle with a knife. I gotta keep buying eggs uh, from people. The, the eggs that I hard boiled this time were eggs that had been in my fridge for a month. Um, but that uh, noted lady Rachel Best gave me from her chickens in exchange for a big bag of lemons from my tree. So we were having a sort of like agrarian barter economy thing going on there. Excellent. Um, but I think part of the reason that these eggs peel so readily is that they actually have big, thick shells on them, like eggs that a chicken lays, as opposed to eggs that like a, you know, a KFC headless egg squirting grub right. lays. And I would have I would have said that this was just like some bullshit thing that they tell you because they're some fucking hippies. But like the eggs that my chickens laid, like the yolks were like much tastier and darker colored, and the shells were like twice as thick. Yeah, which well, we noticed just made that. It, and and the, and the, the, the like, yeah, the, like yeah. layer of the membrane inside was really thick too. So it, it's, you don't think that's a thing that you would want, but you do because it makes it so it opens in one piece. Yeah. No, I, I get that from the farmers market eggs that we get, that are all double yolked for some reason, and then just they taste better, they cook better, absolutely. They yeah, last longer. True. Like you just keep them. Well, it depends. If, I guess if they've ever been refrigerated, you're supposed to keep refrigerating them. But if they haven't, like, you can just leave them out on the counter for a few weeks and they're fine. Yeah, I keep reading people overseas being surprised that we refrigerate our eggs. Yeah, and, and uh, butter and milk, too. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. My mother-in-law leaves butter out in a little dish, like a little covered dish. And yeah, so I, me, I started just, doing that. To me, it just tastes rancid. Really? And it may I just think, be I think that's because, all in your head. Yeah, because my brain goes, this has been out on the counter. But, yeah, I would rather just buy some spreadable butter product and yeah, keep it I in mean, the I goddamn guess. fridge. But every time that they come stay at our house for a little bit, you can tell because there's 
a freaking stick of butter just sitting on the table. I'm I am not like I'm not a purist about this because, you know, I love me some fucking Twizzlers and Girl Scout cookies and shit, but I I would not I think ever buy margarine or country crock spread or anything like because I kind of like I'm kind of with Michael Pollan on this like the fewer things there are in the ingredients list the more likely this is to be something that people are supposed to eat uh-huh. and so you know when the ingredient is just butter maybe salt I feel better about that which is also why I like and also we've had this discussion a bunch of times but the only peanut butter I've ever found that I actually like is the ones that's just like peanuts comma salt yeah yeah, I need, and it separates, and everybody's grossed out by the fact that it separates. I need uh, peanuts, comma sugar. Yeah, definitely. The the yeah, just base peanut with nothing else in it is too dry and gross. Mm. We've been well, that's that. why you eat, that's why you eat it with an apple. Oh yes, the apple provides that little bit of crispness, a lot of water, a lot of sugar, and some fructose. Hmm. I, uh, I also went to the dentist and got a crown. Like on a tooth or on your head? On both. Okay. They gave me a little paper crown. Yay! They should. The dentist should be like Burger King in that respect. Yeah. Um, it took a lot longer than I... Like, I, I'm pretty sure that apart from having my wisdom teeth pulled, this is the most intense dental procedure I've ever undergone. Uh-huh. It was like a good... It was like a good 20 minutes of drill in my mouth. Grinding that shit down to like a weird little pyramid. Yeah, a little nubbin. And there was this whole like mold making process, and then they put a temporary on, and I got to go back in a couple weeks to get the the permanent one, which has been made out of porcelain based on molds of my entire jaw. Wow. Oh, crazy process. I ask a lot of questions. I'm probably a really obnoxious person to have as a patient. I think you should have the right, though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I have the right. That doesn't mean that it doesn't make me seem like a dipshit. I guess not a dipshit. Uh, I don't know, an obnoxious uh, busybody? Huh. Spaz? I guess spaz. Spaz is probably the... If I come across in one negative way, it is probably as a spaz. Not like a wasteoid or a dweeby? No, no. Ah. Uh, so yeah, I got. Uh, I, so then, for the rest of the day, I was just smelling uh, burning teeth. Right. That really sucked. Because it was the smell of my own burning teeth, just etched into my memory. And that is not a thing. That is not a thing that we are biologically designed to endure. There yeah. are not a lot of cases in nature where you smell your own burning teeth. Yeah, generally you would just get what. Back in the day, they would just knock the tooth out of your head? Well, I don't know. Or, or, yeah, I mean, or it would just... It would get infected and you would die. Yeah. The good old days. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe at one point there was a caveman who was like, Oh, I'm so thirsty. I'm going to bite this vine and uh, suck the water out of it. And while he had the vine in his teeth, a mammoth knocked down the tree that the vine was hanging on and the vine got tangled up around the elephant's dick mm. and the elephant ran really far away because he was like ow my dick and so it just dragged the vine through the caveman's mouth 
fast enough that he he wasn't able to like come to his senses and open his mouth, and so the friction caused his teeth to burn, and he then smelled it. Hmm. I bet that happened at least once. There were a lot of years in which that could have happened. Sure. I thought you were, for a second there, I thought you were telling a story about the invention of floss. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Because that works, too. Yeah. That's how, uh, when, uh, you know, when they had to pull a kid's teeth in caveman days, they would tie one end of a vine to a mammoth's dick and stick the vine in the kid's mouth. Exactly. Did your parents ever do that? Did you ever, did you ever get a tooth out that way? I don't feel like it was ever necessary. But I'm yeah. sure they, they they probably would have done the door slamming thing, sure. But I think for the most part they were just allowed to fall out. Mm. My dad just pulled them out once they were loose. Mm. That was it sucked. I remember fucking hating that as a kid. Because oh, you're supposed to really like having the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they say that something is like having teeth pulled, they usually mean it's like something that you know that would be really exciting to a little kid. Well, I don't know. Like when the teeth would get loose and you'd be swinging them back and forth and spinning them around in your mouth, and then you're thinking, God, soon this is going to fall out, and then I'm going to get some money, and it's going to be totally sweet. Man, I was always like, I would rather have this fucking tooth than that money. It's like you know, I think even as a kid, I realized this is just like a quarter. Or whatever, and you know, if somebody said, "Hey, I could pull your teeth, and you could play one video game, or I could not pull your teeth," I would think, you know what? There's a lot of video games left in my life to play. I think I'll be okay with skipping this one yeah. if it means that I don't have to have the fucking part of my body yanked out. Yeah, I think the yanking is what turned you off of that entirely. Because I think it, if you wait. Until it's time, then it doesn't hurt or anything. Yeah, but you follow, you, you can swallow it when it comes out, and then it you have to strain it out of your poop. I think at that point I would let that quarter go. <laughs> you think? Well, I mean, your parents have to strain it out of your poop, because they want to make sure that it doesn't get stuck in like some sort of diverticulum, right? It's like uh-huh. when you swallow a quarter, um, your parents have to fish it out of your poop so they can trade you a tooth for it. <laughs> Like you're putting this tooth right back in your mouth, young man. Ah, <laughs> damn it! It's the circle of life. <laughs> you just keep swallowing teeth and quarters and teeth and quarters. Um. <sighs> uh, well, do you have do you have any other exciting stories, or should we start answering these literally hundreds of questions? <laughs> uh, we did have a, a lovely party evening on Friday. That was super great. Uh, got uh, the kiddo overnight at Grandma's house so that we could go to a show that was two of the bands from the Renaissance Festival kind of, kind of circuit. Who Did you get enough of that at the Renaissance Festival? No, no way. Because when they're not at the Ren Fair, they play more like bluegrass mountain music kind of stuff and then a little bit of Irish music instead of just all Irish music. Okay. So it was one band was six dudes and a girl and playing all kinds of instruments and the other band was the four dudes and three girls playing instruments and singing and they each did a show like a 45 minute set and then they did a set together so just 13 people singing in multiple part harmony playing all kinds of instruments and like covering the the Eagles and you know and the Beatles and 
making beautiful music together. So that was they super also awesome. covered the birds. The birds and the beetles. And we were out till 2.30 in the morning. What? Yeah. 2.30 in the goddamn morning. Which hasn't happened since last September, I think. So when you said you had a party night, you meant you went out partying. Yeah. Like you used party as a verb. I used it as, a, as an adjective to describe the night. Oh, okay. It was a night of, of party. I think it was like a P-A-R-T-A-Y. What happens now, though, when we have, like, a, a long evening out, is I tend to get drunk early on and then sober up across the rest of the evening and then drive us home. So that's... It, it's kind of an upside-down thing. I don't get progressively drunker as the night goes on. I get more and more sober. Hmm. I, uh... I usually have to call it quits before that phase or I'll end up with a headache. Hmm. It's like a pre-hangover. That's why I don't like drinking. Uh, I don't like drinking during the day. If I drink and then stop, it's like yeah. This no, sucks. it's not the drinking during the day that you don't like. It's the stopping. Well, it, right, B- because it's super unpleasant to do so. Right, right. And so I would rather just wait until it is late, and then start drinking when I know that I can just drink as much as I feel like drinking, and then go to bed. Uh, do you want to start answering these questions? All right, yes. Now I would like to start answering those questions. The Forum Kebabka says, I'm guessing you'll be done with the sea content by the next show. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. not quite. Uh, so since it's finished or mostly finished, were there any ideas you had that didn't make the cut for making it into the game for other underwater quests other than a Merkin city or any subdivisions of the city? Um, not really. Yeah, there's a thing that's out there that we that is kind of on the eventual list that we just kind of agreed to not make a part of it. Yeah. But other than that, no. Uh, all right. So Wack asks 100 questions. Let's let's do it, Mr. Stiller. Number saying, one. There are uh, two people that ask 100 questions, yeah. Uh, can you tell me how to legally set myself up in a tax haven? No, because you shouldn't, because that's evil. Mr. Scullard, what's your answer? I concur. Pay your attention. Number two. What's the worst book you've ever read? Wicked. Huh, really? Yep. I quit reading that one halfway through. I finished it and then threw it against the wall. Huh. Um, Aragon was pretty bad. (laughs) Fantastic. Um, it's probably not the worst book I ever read, though. You know, uh, Venus on the Half Shell was pretty disappointing. Turtle Power? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Three. How big is your apartment? I, uh, I don't have an apartment. Next. <clears throat> We're homeowners. Four. What's the nicest thing you've ever done for someone slash something? Uh, now I'm going to have to take a, a pass on that one. Why? Because you're embarrassed about the nicest thing you've ever done for someone? I think that's something that's going to take a long time to think about. Yeah. And I would rather just keep uh, keep them snappy. Uh, what's the nicest thing somebody or something has ever done for you? Fuck. Uh, <laughs> My friend has employed me for like ten years. That was pretty yeah. nice. What do you think SpongeBob is soaking in when he takes a bath underwater? I say mercury. Uh, I don't watch cartoons. I think he's soaking in one of those brinicles. There could be double water. Yeah. Seven. Which doctor was your favorite? I like Tom Baker and David Tennant. I have not ever watched any Doctor Who, so shut up. I wish there was more. I wish there were more Eccleston episodes. I 
absolutely love Tenant, and I'm adapting to Matt Smith. But yeah, Tenant probably a favorite. Uh, number eight, favorite meal slash food. Uh, sushi. Soup. Sushi soup. Yeah. Number nine, what animal would you most like as a pet? This includes animals that you cannot have as pets, like tigers. I like my cat well enough. <laughs> if I had a... If I could be guaranteed that I wouldn't be eaten or any of my shit eaten, uh, definitely a lynx. Those yeah, you know, beautiful. A, a Galapagos tortoise. Hmm. Like just having a giant fucking turtle that I could that would just mosey around my backyard, and if I could like cover it with candles, right? And so just he'd be walking around like <laughs> lighting up shit on the party fire. and setting shit on fire. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh fuck, turtle, don't go under the bush. Um, ten. How would you improve the world? Well, I I like to think that I'm improving it by uh, employing cool dudes and making cool video games for cool kids. Yeah, we make them laugh. That's how we improve the world. Uh, Eleven. Do you know any magic tricks? Doesn't have to be real magic, but if you know how to pull a coin out of someone's ear, it definitely qualifies. I know a handful of card tricks. I spent I spent you know. A little bit of time in the summers as a kid, like, reading all of the magic books that they had at the public library where I grew up. And so, I, you know, I know a handful of things. I never got super good at, like, palming coins and stuff. I still... I was never really dexterous enough. I know the one card trick that was... that I got with a little pack of cards in a cereal box a long time ago. And it was one of the, like, forcing somebody's card and being able hmm. to pull it up. So, I can I could probably still do that one. Uh, number 12 is white chocolate chocolate. It tastes like chocolate, but different. I believe it's made with cocoa butter, so it is chocolate, but it's wrong. Ah, I love it. I'm not a fan. <clears throat> 13. Is it morally wrong to write free candy on the side of a van if you actually give out free candy and don't have sex with anybody? Why would that be morally wrong? Yeah, I feel like you're going to get hassled by the man, but your heart's in the right place. I don't even think you'd get hassled by the man. Like, yeah, I don't know. If you have, like, a white windowless van with free candy written on the side, I feel like somebody's somebody's going to hassle you. Yeah, I don't know. They shouldn't. Innocent until proven guilty, that's what I say. Fourteen, Mr. Skullet, have you played Bastion? Hell yes, I played Bastion. It was great. Fifteen, what is the most interesting thing you have ever seen? These are, these are very difficult questions to answer quickly. Whack. Yeah. I've seen things you wouldn't believe, whack. Whew. Sixteen, what is the worst book you've ever read? Uh, Wicked. I'm going to have to say Venus on the Half Shell. Seventeen, if you could add slash remove slash change one thing to KOL and have it have zero negative repercussions, what would you add, remove, or change? Um, all previous items of the month. Mm. I guess that isn't really one thing. Because that would give us like eight years of items of the month we could roll out. Well, I mean, not not that we would do the same ones, but sure. like it would give us, you know, give us that amount of freedom. Eighteen. What is Loathing Sea made of? Uh, this is going to come as a big shock, but uh, normal salt water and mercury. Nineteen. Underwater clan dungeon. One of these days. After we finish the other thing with the sea. Twenty. Where does King Ralph go after you free him? To the council building to murder them. And then to Disneyland, after yes. he watches the good man die. Speaking of kings, can we have a challenge path where you have a bunch of them following your character around and complaining about shit? A bunch of kings? 
one like of three them of them, and one of them would be Ice Cube, and one of them would be Mark Wahlberg, and one of them would be George Clooney. Is that? Yep, yep. I haven't seen three George things. Clooney had the gold, and uh, Ice Cube had the myrrh. Mm. You would, I would have thought he would have been a frankincense kind of guy. Yeah, you would think so, but he's uh, he's rocking the myrrh. Mm. I guess once he has a family, he can't he can't just be Ice Cube from Friday for the rest of his life. No, he's got to be Ice Cube from Are We There Yet? Twenty two. What do you think would happen if you started outsourcing KOL development to China? Ah. All of the pictures would get uh, adorably grotesque. 23, do you have any pets? I would love to have a bird, but I believe it's wrong to keep them in cages, so instead I just feed wild ones that come to visit. Aw. Yeah, I have a cat. You just have the the one cat. That's right. We have uh, two cats, Cricket and Zool, a dog named Remy, Remington, and our upstairs tenants have a cat named Phil and a cat named Walter. David Tennants? Yes, the David Tennants that live upstairs. 23! No, 24. If a zombie apocalypse happened, how long do you think it would be before the zombies started demanding equal rights? And see, this question is bad because it is the, the joke is in the question and it does not give us any opportunity to make a joke answer to it. Yeah. Uh, if you could bring one bad person back from the dead, not as a zombie, but as an actual this person is now fully alive person, who would you pick? You can't pick Martin Luther King because that's my choice. Get your own. Uh, Benjamin Franklin. Freddie Mercury. Wow, really? Sure. Huh. I gotta go with my gut. I was trying to give a real answer. Not H.P. Lovecraft, because he's a racist. I think Although Benjamin Franklin is probably a racist, too. Except he probably liked banging black chicks. Right. He so was I think down that, with the swirl. That's the, the Lemmy Kill Mr. rule says that if you bang a lot of black chicks, you cannot be a racist. Right. I think having more Freddie Mercury around would be kind of great. Yeah. That was a serious... Yeah. I mean, he put he put a lot of cool shit in the world. Yeah, okay, but I mean, well, just, I think your dad would be pretty pissed that you didn't pick Jesus. Well, Jesus isn't dead. Oh, right. <laughs> Got me out of technicality. Heretic. 26, have you ever griefed an online video game or community? Griefing is funny. No. No, it's not. And no. When I was a shitty kid, I accidentally was a giant troll because I didn't know what that was. And I was terrible to the guy who ran Gem Trade, and still feel guilty about it to this day. Oh, huh, what'd you do? Is it like, so this is a guy who's running a private BBS to trade like jewelry was his thing, and he had a bunch of BBS games on there, so a bunch of us kids played around in there, and like he posted an ad for his wife's store on the forums. And I got into this huge argument with him because, like, dude, don't be fucking posting ads on the forums for your wife's dumb business. Nobody cares. And, like, argued with him until I got my got booted and oh. had to had to make a new account and come in. So, uh... So yeah, that guy... I, I got the impression that that guy was kind of a dick, but yeah, that was, you, that was definitely your bad. And the weird thing is, like, I considered myself completely in the right. I didn't go, like, I'm going to be a dick until I get kicked off here, but my behavior was indistinguishable from a troll. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think entitlement is something that has to be beaten out of you, you know? And it's stuff like that that does it. Sure. Uh, speaking of griefing, can we have a skill in Mr. Sora for five Mr. A's that lets you jobbers people once a day? Oh, Mr. Scully would be super fan of that. Super fun. Fond. Yeah, and every time you jobber somebody, it ricochets and hits me, too. 
28. Which subset of the community do you love the most? Which subset do you hate the most? Um, the one that I love the most is Bell God. The one that I hate the most is Nightmare. Uh, me too. 29. Are you pre-recording these shows now? If so, when? I believe we've addressed that. Until next week. What games do you guys play? 30. I always see Mr. Skullet as a person who reads books and does not play many video games. I have occasionally been accused of not caring about video games. But uh, I do. I I play some and I wish that I played more of them. Um, I tend towards browser-based games just because they tend to come in bite-sized chunks. But you will every once in a while. I mean, like, you played Bioshock. Yeah, like, I played Bioshock and the Portals and Bastion. And, uh, you know, I try a bunch of shit. I played Arkham Asylum <clears throat> for a while until it got super boring. Huh, you thought Arkham Asylum got super boring? Yeah, I, I got really tired of just walking around with the detective vision on, and that was pretty much the optimal way to play it. Yeah. And then I turned it off and got lost for, like, an hour. <laughs> and after... If I have two play sessions in a row where I don't make any progress, I tend to give up on a game, see Assassin's Creed. Yeah, I've never played an Assassin's Creed I'm not game. very good at video games. I enjoy them. Yeah, I'm not good at them either. But, yeah, Bastion was probably my game of the year last year. And uh, did, you, did you play all the way through it? Yeah. I couldn't do it. I got, I got oh, too bored with the combat. That ending is just the bomb, though. You should play Bioshock Infinite. You were asking whether you should play Bioshock Infinite or not. You should play Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, I think I will be. Pretty uh, 31. What's the, what is the least logical unwritten rule of society that you want to break but don't? Uh, that you can't hit girls. Hmm. I... Um, that's, just, a, that's a lot of different questions in one. Most of the most of the societal rules that I think are illogical, I I do actually just break. Right, right. Um, but some of that was some of that was just me being an asshole when I was younger, and I'm sure that I am still an asshole. And that ten years from now, I will look back on me now and think, God, what a fucking asshole. I'm, okay, so unwritten rule. That's the tough part because there are some like the no right on red when you're turning onto a one way street. Which, that's fucking bullshit, and when I can get away with it, I ignore it. Yeah. But that that's a written rule, really. Uh, that you can't have breakfast for dinner. Screw that, huh. man. I don't think that's an unwritten rule. I think everybody, everybody does that. Okay, good. I mean, there are certain cases where you are not... So, okay, so here is here is an unwritten rule that I cannot I cannot abide the notion of following the rule that says you are supposed to be a different person when you're at work than you are when you're at home huh like I just I've gotten in a lot of trouble I always was I always was much worse off in jobs as a result of this but like if somebody at work asked me a question I would answer it not in the way that I thought was going to help me get along best at work, but answer it truthfully. And, you know, I would get in trouble for, like, complaining about stuff. Like, they would institute some new rule, and I would say, well, that rule is uh, really bullshit, and I don't like it at all. And everybody was like, well, we agree with you, but shut up. Huh. Like, okay, well, uh, you guys, I guess, can keep this shitty job if you want it. I am leaving. You know, but that's just part of that's just part of the way that I got to roll, I guess. You got to be you. 
Check out I mean, the dick. How did you? So, so you you are a guy who is comfortable acting. You were a you were a drama kid. I was yes in school. So that probably doesn't seem like that big of a deal to you. But like I, it is so much cognitive effort for. This is also why I can't lie. It is so much cognitive effort for me to like, like okay, fuck. What would the answer to this question be if the person asking it was asking the person that I want to be in this person's eyes? Right? Like, what answer does this person want to hear is so much more effort to come up with. Uh And so it's like, all right, well, what does this person know? Like, what did I tell this person I was doing last week because I didn't want to help them move? Oh, right. I told them, I don't want to help you move. Right. Because I want to play video games, and so now they think I'm an asshole. Whereas their friend, who lied and said, no, I'm, I'm going to my mom's, and they weren't actually going to their mom's, but now they can't tell stories about the video games they played last weekend because they'll get caught in a lie. And I just thought, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to keep track of all that shit. See, I just help them move. Yeah, I usually do, too. <laughs> yeah. I think you moved, you helped me move so many times that I finally gave you, like, a lifelong waiver. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The, like, when we moved into the condo, I said, don't feel like you have to come help me move. Because you moved me out of a third-story st- apartment yeah. in the middle of the goddamn summer. Yeah, that was every fucking time that one uh, either of us moved in Phoenix. We managed to do it in fucking June. Because it starts, like, you. I got back from L.A. in May... And moved into an apartment in June, and then the leases are all one year. So you're just fucked every year. Yeah. Uh, 32, what do you eat for breakfast? I eat Weetabix. You probably don't have that. No, that's some English thing, isn't it? It's like a big brick of shredded wheat. Kind of like a shredded wheat was served ramen style. Yeah, isn't that how shredded wheat is served? it, It used to be, sure. Because there's because like mini wheats, the whole thing with mini wheats. Oh man, when we were in San Francisco, uh, the the one time in the last like I don't know, fifteen years that I have had the munchies from smoking pot, yeah. all there was to eat in this apartment was a big container of frosted mini wheats, which I just ate dry. It was great. I can't imagine you eating cereal with milk on it either. I do. Yeah. Uh, like when I eat, I mean, I eat grape nuts with a little milk on it. I don't always eat cereal, but when I do... You know what's great and that I fear is no longer available because mm. it's gone the same way that all good things go? Is Cracklin' Oat Bran. Oh, yeah? Christ, that that's a good cereal. So, the, if I if I don't eat breakfast at the house... If I eat breakfast at home, it is usually either a bowl of grape nuts or a piece of toast with a slice of cheese and a fried egg on it in, right. in recent months. Uh, if I haven't eaten breakfast by the time I get to the office... It depends. Sometimes I will just skip it, but if I have to do artwork in the morning, I will need to eat something to make my hands less shaky. And so I will often, I will, no matter what I eat, it always includes a ramekin of nuts so that I can announce to Riff on the days when he is awake. Riff, today I shall break my fast with four Triscuits and a ramekin of nuts. Um, But it always has to end with a ramekin of nuts. And I always have to proclaim that I shall break my fast with it. Of course. Yeah. That's just... That's a thing we do around the office. 
But yeah, it is often four Triscuits and a ramekin of nuts is what I will have for breakfast. That just kind of sounds like the title of your autobiography. <laughs> yeah, four Triscuits and a ramekin of nuts. A Zach tale. I, I tend to have a uh, either two pieces of toast with jelly or a bagel and cream cheese or alternating between kids' cereals and grown-up cereals. Like, I'll do frosted mini-wheats for a week until I feel like I'm going to hurl diabetes. Okay. <laughs> and then go and look on the top shelf of the grocery store and get a Crackle and Oat brand or something. If I'm in a city where I can walk to a place that has good bagels, I will get a bagel with cream cheese in the morning. Right. I, I am afraid that I will be the one guy that the longer I spend in San Francisco, the fatter I get. Just because of the bagels. But you're going to do so much more walking, right? I guess, but I mean, am I going to walk off 200, 300 calories worth of bagel every day? Hmm, maybe not. Maybe, I don't know. All the burritos? Oh, the delicious burritos. Jesus. Maybe once the new wears off of that stuff, I won't have a bagel every morning, a burrito every noon, and a, a dump truck full of gravy for dinner every day. That's the I found that restaurant that serves a dump truck full of gravy. Oh, finally. How do you not go there every night? You don't. My internet keeps going randomly slow. Keeps randomly going slow. Help? Can't help you. Yeah, there's that. there are two people who can't help you with the internet shit in the bed. <laughs> it's these guys. 34, have you ever tried writing 100 unique questions? It's hard. I can write 100 unique anything. Before, I write more 100 unique questions in the, before 9 a.m. than you do all day long. 35, do you pre-order video games? If so, how often? Uh, I mean, if you consider Kickstarter pre-ordering, then pretty pretty often. I, you know, like I pre-ordered the Paper Mario game. I'll pre-order a Zelda game if I own the platform that it's on, I guess. I, pre I pre-ordered... Bioshock Infinite just so that I could download it ahead of time. Mm. I pre-ordered um, the Lego Harry Potter game because it had some cool swag with it. Turned out to be a super shitty game, but... You didn't I like it? pre-ordered that one. Yeah, and I thought it was just that I didn't like Lego games, but since then I've played Indiana Jones and Batman are both fantastic, but the Harry Potter one just has... I guess they didn't want to have a bunch of combat with the kids, so it's more just collect stuff, and then whenever you get to a plot point from the book, it goes into cutscene. Mm. So, uh, yeah, super boring. Did you like the Star Wars ones? I haven't done the Star Wars ones yet. Oh, those are pretty good. I don't really feel like they ever quite recaptured that. I The Indiana Jones one I thought I was really going to like, but it, I just was kind of bored by it. And I played maybe two hours of the Harry Potter one. I've played hours of the Indiana Jones one because I'm doing it with Ollie. So, we've... I think we're mostly through Temple of Doom. <laughs> but I, I'm not a collector, though. I won't go and try and 100% everything. I just want to yeah. kind of get through the story. 36. Can you tell me how American sales tax works? Over here in Australia, stuff just costs more money, so we don't buy anything. So, sales tax only exists at the city level, right? I thought that was a state... No, maybe not. Maybe not. Mm. Well, no, like, Wisconsin has a state tax on clothing, and Minnesota doesn't have sales, sales tax on clothing anywhere in Minnesota. 
Huh. I know there are federal taxes on, like, vice items, right? There are excise taxes on gas and cigarettes and booze and tobacco. Um, yeah, presumably on gas. I don't. Yeah, there there is a federal tax on gas too. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like sales tax, it's it's like one percent on food, and in typically in cities, it's like seven percent. It yeah. varies a little bit depending on the city. They always have to put increases in sales tax to a vote, and so nobody ever votes for it because nobody understands that infrastructure costs money. Right. So they want infrastructure, but they don't want to pay for it. Uh, 37, what's your favorite Dota hero? The doesn't play Dota because he doesn't like getting called a faggot. Wizard. Is that that Day of the Avatar game? It's uh, Defense of the Ancients. It was a Warcraft 3 mod that has become a sort of new genre of games, dubbed by the idle thumbs guys as Lomas or Lords Management (laughs) games. They're like real-time strategy where you have a dude and there are these, like, lanes of enemies being spawned, uh, and you, like... And apparently the gameplay is, like, all metagame. You get in there and it's like, all right, so you're a dude and there are these monsters that you can go kill to level up your dude and then increase your ability to, like, deal damage to stuff. But if you just go and start killing stuff and dealing damage to stuff, you will get called a faggot because you you ruined the game because... None of the strategies are at all apparent. Huh. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. That I, I am a lot. I am thoroughly put off of those games by everything I have ever heard about them. Yeah, I'm just gonna keep playing through Plants vs Zombies. Which one of you in Asymmetric designs the most overpowered items of the month? How about the least powerful ones? Uh, that is both Riff. Right. No, I think uh, I would be just as likely to come up with something that was incredibly overpowered as I am to come up with something that's incredibly uninteresting. Probably because most of the time we go, hey, Dev, what if we did this? And then they tell us. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they usually... They anticipate what people will complain about. They anticipate what might be overpowered. You know. most of the Most of the missteps in items of the month were not so much missteps as like we didn't realize what the implications of it would be given some future change that wasn't even a gleam in our eye right but 39 why do you guys have to set your recordings up the way you do microphone to speaker cracks me up though it is because of the because of having to broadcast it on radio KOL that it can't be done the way that anyone would do it I mean that is the way that we record the horror show podcast when Adam's in China in California. Mm-hmm. And, but with that, we have four mics and a mixer board, and we just have one mic pointed at some speakers that's got his voice coming out of him. Yeah, so it just sort of sounds like he's on the phone or a satellite feed or yeah. whatever. Like the reason it's, it's weirder. It's weirder for two people to be doing it and one of them to sound like he's on a phone. Yeah, like I guess we could. Add a mixer board or like another laptop, and there are ways that we could improve this setup, but they're labor intensive and more likely to result in a giant feed- feedback loop than anything. Yeah. Uh, Forty. Did you grow up with any comic books as a child? They're quite hard to get nowadays. I don't. Are they? Yeah, I don't. Maybe in Australia. Uh, I did not start reading comics at all until I was like thirty. Yeah. 
I read like a handful of EC horror comics and a couple of like a, I had a stack of comics that I bought at a garage sale, and that was about it. In like elementary school, I started reading a collected Batman, like this huge four-inch thick collection of just Batman comics, and then there was a Superman, one of those two. But uh, I never got into the getting them weekly. Because one of the first ones that I bought was, like, a G.I. Joe number 375. And on the first page, they referred to something that happened in issue 168. And it was like, okay, well, how do I get that one? And like, you don't. Oh, well, then I don't want to read any of this. I have a stack of, like, five or six comic books that I acquired as a kid, and I just didn't like them very much. Like, there was a Star Wars comic, and I was super into Star Wars, but I was like, I don't... This isn't... I don't even understand what this is. I well, had a real really watch. comic even, illiterate, yeah. Even like at even at like say twenty three, when somebody first showed me the Sandman, I started reading the first the first issue of the Sandman, and I was just like, I don't understand. Like, I couldn't figure out what order you were supposed to look at the panels in, right? And so, and I don't know what I don't I can't I cannot put myself back in the position of somebody who had this blindness. Right, because I have since read all the Sandman, and they're fucking great, and right. I get it. I understood them, right? It wasn't like, I'm lost, what the fuck is going on? I think part of it is because I, I think I was approaching them as like, well, these are for little kids, so there's not supposed to be anything that you don't know. You know, this is not supposed to be like, if I were reading a novel, I would let it give me glimpses of things and be okay with not understanding it because that's how novels work, and it will explain it to me later. And right. it is it is revealing to me only what needs to be revealed to me to explain who these characters are and explain what this world is. And I guess I didn't want that to be happening in a in a comic book. Huh. And so I was just like, huh, well, I don't know who this guy is or what's going on after reading the first four or five pages of this, so this is a thing that I don't like. That's so interesting. I, yeah, I don't know. Beth. I also never buy, I, I never, like, if I had the, and this is not even really discipline, because it's like, this is like, if I had the discipline to just smoke cigarettes every day, if I had the discipline to go to a comic shop once a week, uh, I would be a lot more likely to follow stuff, but I'm just not going to do that. Like, I don't have time. I, you know, I do have time. If it was important to me, I could pull it off. Yeah. But and it's, it's the same it's, as me saying, like, I never got into it because of the money. Like, I, I spent money on a bunch of other shit, and I have enough money that I could buy enough comics to read in a month. I, it's just not a priority. Yeah. For, and part of it is just the not being able to start a story at the beginning. Like, hearing the people I know who are into Marvel and X-Men comics talk about the entire history of it, it's, it's exhausting. Like, I don't want to have to catch up on all that shit. Yeah, also I have zero interest in superheroes, and so the oh, bulk of comics are not appealing to me at all. Oh, no. Like, I like Batman. I really like the idea of Batman. But everything else, like, I feel like Batman got the sort of nuance of a character, and nothing else ever really needs to do that again, or everything else just sort of failed. Yeah, I think you would find some more... Deep down in there, if you went looking. 
I, I don't think that superheroes as a like a genre are necessarily just automatically throw outable. Dismissible, yeah, yeah, you're right. Throw outable, I, I would think I prefer to say. Yeah. Forty one, would you ever consider revealing the mechanics behind older content? There's some Obopolis stuff I'd really like to know about. I, I mean I imagine that if you sent in a specific question to a radio show, I would look it up and tell you. Forty two, do you still take voicemails? There's that number on the radio archive page. I'm not calling international, but does it still work? It does. Um I just haven't it it did not reliably get enough calls to make it worth looking at, so it's it's just bit like you know, it's worth looking at regularly. There's probably like thirty voicemails in there now. But who knows? There it's probably thirty over the course of two years. It's also never been super easy to thread those in. Yeah. To a show. Uh forty three, are you actually reading all of these? Let's no. Are you, Mr. Scullet? I'm reading them as we come to them. 44. Are you two not in the same town? How do you collaborate on projects? Uh, via our internal tools and on the telephone during the meetings and in the KOL's chat. And via Grinder and Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's Grinder? It's the, uh, like, gay man, Facebook, like, finding dudes to have sex with app. Oh, it's like Facebook, except when you want to fuck the face rather than look at it? Yeah, Facebook. That's what it is. Uh, 45, do you know how to cook, or do you just go out every day? I can cook a salad. I cook most of the meals for the house. And for the people in it. You can cook. You know how to cook a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I wouldn't say that I I cook well, but I cook... I, I would say that I discovered that it's not hard to to make things that are edible. Yeah, because if it was hard, I just I wouldn't fucking be doing it. I'm yeah, not that I mean, guy. I think you probably have some innate talent for. It. I mean, some of what, some of the notion of something being hard is like how hard it is for you. Yeah, right. Well, that's my thing, right? Anything that I can do, I consider. I, I feel like it must not be. Yeah, hard. like because what the fuck? I'm just some idiot. If I can do it, it can't be hard. Yeah. Um. There's you know there's a few things that I can make. I make pretty good pot of chili mm. make a pretty good pot of chili I, I, I have a good Venus on the half shell delicious 46 have you ever tried listening to one of these shows on an actual radio yeah, no because uh, that would not mean anything 47 what's your least favorite type of weather uh like Pompeii <laughs> right it turns out that at least for now my least favorite type of weather is like six inches of snow in mid-April huh. That's not fun. I like snow if I don't have to deal with it. Which really, I've never... Like, the only time in my life where it would have been a real inconvenience to have to deal with snow, I lived in Phoenix. Right. And so, you know, now it's like, I will go find snow. You know, I will like, oh, I heard it's going to snow. I'm going to spend the weekend in Prescott so I can fuck around in the snow. But it's like, I have to drive up there once, and then I just sit there and play in the snow. Then I drive home once. Yeah. You're not breaking out the shovel at any point. Yeah, and I don't. I don't have to like go to work in the snow. You know, nice. it's it like I'll just work from home if it's snowing. Forty-eight. Does the sun burn you, or do you sparkle? I tan. You do. I tend to uh, turn red and then back to white. That's pretty much all I get. Forty-nine. Are you constantly working on stuff? I remember long patches of time in my newbie days where nothing would happen. Are you sure time didn't just pass slower for you back then? Mm. Yes, because each 
increment of time was a bigger fraction of your entire life thus far? I don't feel like there have ever been long patches of time where I wasn't working on anything. No, I think we were always working on stuff, but there were there may have been like a couple of months at a time where all all we did put out was items of the month. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, 50. Do you still do limited items like Rainbow Pearls and the Tiki Idols? I was sad that I didn't have a chance of getting those, and now Boozer Bear probably has all of them. Yeah, yeah, sure. We I just, don't know. We haven't in a while. We just did Flame Face last summer. Yeah, okay, yeah. That had limited items. Is that not good enough for you, Whack? 51. Any ideas for more meat sinks in the future? Yes. Sure. 52. Somewhere to spend all my excess karma? Yeah, yeah. 53, I'm thinking of going out on an ascension bender to get all the brimstone and plexi stuff. The plexi stuff is starting to become a bit weaker than other newer gear. Can you bump it up to 200 power? Also, can we have a plexi shirt for finishing all six pairs in Oxar? Brimstone service of a bad moon? <laughs> 54, chopsticks or forks? Depends on the food. Yep. If I'm eating a hamburger, chopsticks. If I am eating rice, forks. You know, the I think funny we're going to go eat sushi tonight. We haven't been doing that lately. I will eat just about anything, any Asian food with chopsticks except rice. Huh. Like the bowl of rice, not so great with chopsticks. Spoons, far more efficient. I do it just because I like the challenge. Yeah, sure. But eventually I'm hungry. I mean, I get when I get rice from, like, yogis, when I get, like, the teriyaki bowl when or whatever, rice, when that rice is, is pretty sticky. sticky. If they use the right kind of rice, you can eat it with chopsticks. Like, it's not... You can't eat, like, a rice pilaf with chopsticks. Right, or an Edith Piaf. Yeah. Or an Edith Head. Yeah. 54, does the Dungeon Full of Dungeons contain itself? The Dungeon Full of Dungeons is not a thing. 56, have you ever done a hamster run? Nope. Never. 57, did you have a happy Easter? I didn't get to have an Easter egg, huh? And then I ate some Easter eggs, a child shouted at me and took them away. And when I ate some Easter eggs, a child shouted at me and took them away. I didn't realize that it was Easter until my mom texted me and said, Happy Easter. I was like, oh, right. Yeah, because like how you determine it's Easter is has something to do with the lunar calendar and crazy shit. Mm-hmm. So it's not like... It's the 15th of every April or something. We went on our vacation, so that was cool. We dyed some eggs in the morning so that we could say that we dyed some eggs with our child. That was yeah, I, I really enjoyed that as a kid. I liked, I liked dyeing eggs, and then I liked, uh, I liked hiding eggs for my cousins. I think we switched to plastic eggs after one year that we found an Easter egg in, like, September. Yeah, everybody house. has everybody yeah. has a story like that. Was hit it underneath one of the cushions of the couch, so yeah. it got nice and smashed. It's weird thinking back on how few places there were to put stuff in my grandma's house. How much entertainment we got out of hiding eggs? Yeah, like I watch Ollie and hiding something on top of the piano is just as good as like. Actually, the better you hide something, the less fun he has, because mm-hmm. then he can't find it and he just gives up. Yeah. So uh, he can he'll put things in exactly the same place that I just hid them, and it's still equally as fun. Good. Uh, Fifty-eight. Finished Dark Souls yet? No, I fell out of it. I need to. I'd probably start over if I went back to it now. Fifty-nine. Do you get snow in Arizona? We don't get snow droppings in suburbs in Australia. There are parts of Arizona where it snows, up uh, up in the mountains to the north, where, where Scully and I hail from. Yep. There's a lot. Uh, 60, do you ever go into Newbie and ask questions on a new account? Now, I will sometimes play... 
like lying to be if I go in and ask questions pretending that I'm not me it's lying I've done that a couple of times in the game's history not for three or four years but yeah when people were complaining that newbie wasn't helpful I went in there and got some advice on how to do stuff and that was nice bunch of people sent me things 61. Is there something preventing you from adding the cheapest Mr. A in the mall PvP mini? I feel like that would be kind of a dick move. Sure. 62. What's the season's PvP mystery mini? If nobody spades it, will you share it since it would then be unspadable? Yeah, I'm guessing after the season is totally over. Um, there is some reason that I don't understand to not talk about it now. Also, I don't remember what it is. Like, Chris implemented it. I, I I would recognize it if you showed me a list, if you showed me a lineup of PvP mystery minis, because it is... He implemented an idea that, that had come up that I remembered and was familiar with, but I don't know what it... I don't know what it was offhand. 63, what TV show slash series do you watch? I try to keep up with some of them, but then I miss one, and I can't watch it later, and later ones don't make any sense, and I stop, and it's awful, and the next season starts, and I miss the beginning. See Merlin, Supernatural, others. I don't have cable anymore and so I basically only ever watch television on DVD or on Netflix. Yeah. And so recently, um, Breaking Bad and Emily was watching Arrested Development so every once in a while I'd watch one of those with her. And uh, what else? What else did we watch? You know what I watched that I was surprising to me was The League? I've heard good things about The League. Yeah, it's you know, it's um... I, you would probably like it. It is not really about football. Every once in a while, there are bits of it that are about football, and then I kind of tune out. Um, right. But it's mostly it's mostly just, like, guys being assholes to each other in the way that guys who like each other are assholes to each other. Right. Or, you know, like, would be if you were allowed to. You know, it's, 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 pretty, it's pretty sexist, probably. Um, you know, they, they, like... They will make jokes about how they like sucking each other's dicks and stuff. It's, you know, and they they will use, they will use homosexuality in a disparaging way, which is something that you're not allowed to do anymore. Well, you're not allowed to do it on the internet. I think you are allowed to do it in the broader culture still. Yeah, I feel. Have you seen a show called The Giselnik Offensive? I have only seen it talked about. It is, um... It made me kind of happy to see it because I like seeing uh, I like seeing backlash against oversensitivity that doesn't come from me. Right. Right. I like it. I like it when stuff like that happens that I don't have to defend, which just makes me look like an asshole. Sixty-four. Why do you restrict yourselves to items of the month? If you came up with an awesome idea midway through, why not just do it? Have a seasonal Mister Store item for each challenge path, and to earn money for that path, and then have a path irrelevant item of the month, which may or may not have any impact on the path. Plus, Manuel was really well received, and that's permanent. Yeah, but I mean, that's—I feel like that's the kind of thing that we can do exactly once every five years, you know? Yeah. Although every time we're super paranoid about making some fundamental change to Mister Store, we just do it, and it's fine. I think there's something to be said for keeping people in the habit of coming in once a month yeah, to check the store. And for us to have to come up with something every month. So I think that's worth doing still. But I think that we've shown we're not too skittish about adding... You know, like we added Monster Manuel. The the Herald reform was a thing we dropped in. And the giant to Mr. A Familiar change. Yeah. 
Give something needs wow. change. I was we'll trying to parse what the fuck you were talking about, the Herald reform. I was like, what? <laughs> like, <laughs> did we do did we do something with Harold's hammer and Mr. Store? Like, the fuck have I been? <laughs> Church of Harold reformed. <laughs> reformed. 65, how would you test somebody's stupidity? I don't know why I would ever want to do that. I think that I would tell them to ask me a hundred questions and see if they did it or not. Oh! 66, do you watch any anime? I used to watch Dragon Ball Z and Pokemon, both dubbed in English, though. Then they stopped showing them. I watched Record of Lodoss War oh, yeah. because I heard that's, it was good. It's good stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was all right. I mean, it's just some fantasy. Um, but no, other than that, I've never... I've always found anime to be very alienating. Hmm. And so I just never... I likes me the uh, like the Miyazaki movies, of course, like Studio Ghibli stuff. But uh, we started watching Ranma one half in college because that was all that like Hastings had, and that ended up great. I've seen Fushigi Yugi because of the wife and uh, Fruits Basket because of the wife, and it, like I liked both of those too. I don't think I've seen anything that I didn't care for really. Animes are, are good stuff. I tend to like more movies than series. You know, like Vampire Hunter D, Devil Hunter Yoko. I think I saw Vampire Hunter. I think maybe you and I watched Vampire Hunter D. In I probably school. made you watch it, yeah. Because it was yeah. like, holy shit, what is this stuff? You have to... Everyone has to see it. Yeah, I don't really remember. I mean, I remember... I Like, I watched Akira my freshman year of college, and, like, you know, it was okay. Yeah, I don't. There, there is something about. There is something about the 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 sort of Japanese cultural mindset that just does not speak to me. Okay. Like I never, I just never got that bug. I never got. I'm not saying I never understood it because I mean, like, I mean, I guess I don't. I, definitionally, I don't understand the fascination, or I would have it. Maybe. Although that's not true. I can understand the fascination with, like, BDSM without having it. Sure. Like, I can imagine how... I can imagine how feet would turn somebody on, I guess. Right? But I, but the, the... Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I don't... Have whatever type of mindset or personality nerds like me typically have that makes it so they get into that kind of stuff. Hmm. Like... Like, you can't be into everything or you wouldn't have time to be obsessed with something. Yeah. I think you already had other stuff going on. Uh, 67. Speaking of Pokemon, how many can you name? Ah, uh, like... Dude. It's Pikachu. Uh, it's Psyduck. I don't think that I've ever actually seriously played a Pokemon game. The only one that I can name that's not on your little list here, Whack, is uh, Jigglypuff, and that's only because he's in Super Smash Brothers. Hmm. 68, is it wrong to put your children on a leash? It's not wrong, Walter. It's just an asshole. <clears throat> I feel like... It looked so weird when we saw people doing that with their kids that... I kind of vowed that we were never going to do that with Ollie. Although, when we went to Disneyland the first time, I was freaked out enough about it. 
that we had this like little wristband with a leash on it that went to my wrist. And most of the time we were holding hands anyway, but it was just to keep him from like cutting and running. Right, so it was like you would if you were carrying a briefcase filled with microfilm. Exactly. He was my like briefcase full of coke and microfilm. I, mean, I obviously just don't. I think you it's know, a, I, I think it's a shitty thing to do and ideally that you would have a kid. But I, I also understand that maybe your kid is one who just takes off running and there's nothing you can do about it and it's not because of anything you did. Well, except so. you beat them the first time they do it, so they don't do it. No, you don't I mean, beat them. I uh I don't know. I have a lot of I have a lot of ideas about what I'm gonna do when I have a kid and I'm curious how many of them you know, I've spent a lot of time in the last couple of years like talking to people with kids. Uh-huh. You know, because I get a, I get a lot of I get a lot of opinions from you, and there's a lot of things that you say this is going to change in you when you have a kid that I think you know I don't know if it is, and then you know I talk to some people who say oh he's right it does, and then I talk to some other people who are like nope. Yeah, and, it's a super individualized thing. Yeah, and so I you know I have no idea. Like I I remain pretty convinced that for the first five years I have a kid not fucking flying anywhere, but we'll see we'll see if I can stick to that or not. I'm also pretty convinced that uh, kids don't need clothes until they can walk, and that no one has ever needed a stroller for anything. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. But, you know, probably people get away with having just like the. But the thing is, the kid's going to be asleep a lot the first couple of years. So, if you're out and about, you've either got the child somehow strapped to your person, or you've got him in a stroller, and having him in a stroller is a little more liberating. You think? Yeah. I don't know, man. I... Then wearing him? Yeah. Ah, see, I don't, I don't feel that way. Like, when I, you know, and granted, I've only ever, I've only ever done this for, like, 20 minutes or a half an hour at a time, like, when I have, like, Roy's kid in a, in a Bjorn, like... You know, I could just totally go about my day like this. Sure. And I do not feel that way with a stroller. Like with a stroller, as I feel like I feel like I've got a roller bag that if it falls over it will start bleeding. <laughs> which is like twice as unwieldy as having a roller bag. Yeah, I don't know. I mean people say, well you need a stroller because you gotta because of all the shit you gotta carry. And then I say, why do you gotta carry all that shit? My parents didn't carry a lot of shit around when they had me. I asked them. Yeah, there's not... There's not as much stuff as... Because it's America, you can spend as much money buying accessories for your kid and as much... And then pouches to store that shit in as you want. But you don't really need most of it. Yeah. Uh, 69. Have you ever hand-fed a bird? One time I didn't have food, so it crawled onto my shoulders and started grooming my hair. It tickled. I hand-fed my chickens a lot when they were still alive. I'm not a big fan hand-fed of fed them birds. poison. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be feeding any birds. Uh, let's see. 70. Ever considered giving a thing to 10-ish players that grants a skill or something and then vanishes, appearing in somebody else's inventory and seeing how the item propagates? Some people might use it. Others might trade it. I don't know. We sort of did that with the Jepson's Malort. Mm-hmm. Uh, and with the meteor. Uh, 71, how do you wean a child off Minecraft? You f- fucking make them stop playing Minecraft. They're a child. If a child is doing something that you don't want them to do, make them stop. You're a fucking adult, and they're a child. Jesus. 72, how do you feel about daylight saving? I always save some daylight for other people. 
I wish that we would knock it the fuck off as a culture. Yeah, but I want to get stuck in the mode that we're in right now instead of when we change over in the fall. So I don't know. I don't, my, I don't know which one is the the switching it on and which is the switching it off. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I know that right now we're the same time zone as California in Arizona, yeah. and then sometimes we're an hour off. So are we like an hour apart, you and I now? Or no? Now we're three hours apart, and sometimes we're two. No, we're two hours apart. Sometimes we're one. Oh, okay. When you're California time, we're two hours apart, and when you're Mountain time, we're one. Okay. But, it, like, right now, the sun is coming up and setting at a reasonable time. In the summer, the sun sets at, like, 10, which is a little weird. But then, in the winter, when the daylight savings, the fallback thing happens, it starts getting dark at 4.30, and that is some bullshit. So, if we could stop it on this part of it, that would be fine. So you're you're suggesting that seasons should stop rather than well, rather no, than I'm saying don't do the don't do the fall back because the sun will set at five thirty, but when you fall back, it sets at four thirty. Mm. I mean, I guess I just don't really understand why. I mean, I can understand why some, like a normal person, would be impacted by that, but not me or you. It's, right, so what the fuck we got to do at a specific time? It is amazingly shitty when the sun sets at 4.30, because for the first couple weeks you have that feeling that, well, the sun's down, I guess, I've done all the useful shit I'm going to do today, and you start to panic, and uh, then it's mm. just dark a, a lot, and you get sad, because it's dark. Huh. Eh, maybe that happens to me, I don't know. Well, you like, Phoenix is never not sunny, really. So. Yeah. So 73, can we have an anti-mall where you place orders for things you want and people can fill them? Eh, I don't know that that's really an anti-mall. Uh, 74, how many games do you have in your Steam library? Mine says 60. I don't know how I got that high. I don't know. Mine was alarmingly high. I think with all the bundles and stuff that, you know, it's like, all right, well, here's like 11 bucks for 15 games. Um, I'm in the I'm in the hundreds. But I've been using Steam for a long time. I was I did not shy away from it ever. Like since since I've had a Steam account, I have never bought a game not on Steam if it was on Steam. Right. So I have the Sorry. the orange box and uh, Loom. Oh, good. And then I found out that I couldn't figure out how to save states on Loom, so I only played it for a day. Mm. You could just you could play. It only takes like an hour and a half if you know what you're doing. Yeah. Maybe you should figure out what you're doing. Maybe I should. Maybe you should. Uh, 76, 75. Can we have team fighting so I can help people when they fight? Maybe with disco combos or something? No. Um, no. No. 76, have you ever been bitten by an animal? Parrot beaks are strong. See, this is why you shouldn't feed birds with your hands, dipshit. Yeah, Jesus. I got bit by a dog when I was a kid, and they then my grandma took me to the hospital. I think the only animal that's ever drawn blood on me is a cat. And they only did it once. Uh, 77, does mom run Bartertown? Uh, Mr. Skullhead's mom runs Shartertown. Oh, your mom runs Fartertown. 
Mm. 78, how do you feel about Margaret Thatcher? I don't know any. I don't know enough about her to really have an opinion. I think she's, from what I know of, the, she seemed like a really impressive woman with shitty politics I don't agree with. So, I, I don't... I've kind of given up thinking that people who disagree with me on politics are evil. Yeah, I mean, if you had asked me a week ago, I would have said, uh, yeah, I think she is a fairly well-regarded former British politician. Right. Uh, but then after she died, and everybody was like, oh, hey, we live in Orson Scott Card world now, where when somebody dies, it's time for us to just start talking shit about them. Uh-huh. Um, that was weird. 79, today I was very sick. What's the sickest you've ever been? What's the worst part of being sick? I think the sickest I ever got was uh, right before we all went to England. I got some sort of debilitating bronchitis that was going around and was bedridden for like four days, which had never, ever happened to me before. Um, It was awful. Like I went to the, I went to the doctor and he was like, yep, this is going around. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets any better. Here's some codeine. Thanks. Uh, Yeah. No, I mean, that was awesome. Like, uh, well, it wasn't awesome. It was the only thing that was tolerable. I, you know, honestly, this sounds like the, this sounds like the, well, I'm a bit of a perfectionist, like, as my worst flaw in an interview. But the worst thing about being sick is not being able to work. Yeah, I hear what you're, I hear what you're saying. Like, and, and, and it's not that I would have gotten a tremendous amount of work done on any given day that I was sick, but just knowing that I can't, like, just not being able to, not being able to, like, exert the cognitive effort to do it, you know? Just being like, just sitting there like, well, fuck, I guess I will watch TV because that's, that's all I got. That's all I got in me right now is passively absorbing some kind of entertainment. Like, I just, I hate that. I would say the, the, uh, sickest I got was the weird lung crud into blood clots into like week in the hospital. Yeah, that was pretty serious. And uh, that sucked balls. Being in the hospital is bullshit. I don't recommend it. Yeah, I don't think I've ever been in the hospital. No, I'm certain that I haven't. They would wake me up at like midnight to take blood and then at 5am to take blood. Oh, good. And like, you know... I felt started feeling like Ebenezer Scrooge. <laughs> like a, a night's interrupted sleep might do wonders for my well-being. Mm-hmm. And plus, all they served was a tray full of underdone potato. Yeah, that was that kind of sucked. Uh, hospital food, man. Right. What is the deal with that? What is the deal with the food in this airline hospital? Eighty. Have you ever been overseas? Where to? Uh, yeah, I've been. I've gone twice overseas. Once, uh, once mostly to England, and once mostly to Germany. I've been to England and France. Uh, 81, if you became a wizard suddenly, what would be the first thing you did? I'd fucking magic up a sweet-ass tower? Yeah. Duh. Right 82, if you had a cure for cancer, would you give it away for free or charge people for it? Jesus. I bet I would give it away for free. Yeah, I think I would. You know what? I I would charge people what they could pay. Probably. Hmm. Because, like, if there were people that couldn't pay anything for it, I would still give it to them. But I feel like, you know, the the middle class person should pay a little for the, their cancer cure, and the rich person should pay a lot for their cancer cure. Like, not bankrupting anybody, but, you know, pay mm-hmm. what you can. 
Yeah, I don't know. That's a, that's a weird thing. Like, what is it? Like, is it is it like a thing where I touch somebody with my dick and it cures their cancer? In which case, I pay them. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that may well be true. Because the only people I've ever known who had cancer that didn't get go away, I didn't touch them with my dick. Hmm. You know, because I mean, it's weird, right? So if you're single again you ever, you can try the pickup line, hey, baby, my dick might cure cancer. Yeah, but I also have HPV, so it could give you cancer. Right. Uh, so it really depends on what order those things happen in, whether you should fuck me or not. Uh, let's see. 83, how do you like your steak? Medium. Rare. I So I tend to order it medium and am often disappointed that it's overdone because they a medium is often they err on the side of overcooked but if I order a medium rare sometimes it comes out so bloody that I can't swallow it yeah. like I get some weird mental block that stops me from swallowing meat that's too rare hmm. I don't really understand it it's probably I mean I think it's because it happened once and so now every time I start eating meat that's too rare it like, my mind just conjures up that problem again. It's probably the vagina in your throat. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, the throat vagina. Okay. Doesn't like to wear meat. Uh, 84, can you post a picture of yourself? Well, I... Yes, I can. Can and have. Uh, Zapcon.com, there's a picture of me. ASL, uh, 36... Male Arizona. 35 male Minnesota. 86 is Scientology a cult? Yeah. Yeah. But a lot of things are a cult. Yeah. They seem to use more of the like brainwashing and isolating techniques than I'm comfortable with. Yeah. Every Scientologist that I have met or am aware of is like super nice. So it's kind of like Mormons, you know? It's like, all right, well, there's a lot of ridiculous stories that you can tell about this, but when you hang out with them, they're great. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, like, a, a Tom Cruise or a Will Smith is really in charge of the, like, hounding and or disappearing people who say bad shit about the religion, you know? Yeah. So sure. I mean, I just, I met one couple when I was doing internet setups that were Scientologists, and they were just, they were delightful. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, 87, how would you assassinate JFK using modern technology? I wouldn't. He's Man, already dead. Modern technology is for curing people with my dick, not for killing people with my dick. Oh, also, I would use my dick. <laughs> 88, how often do you go outside? Uh, well, less often since I've uh, since I've more or less stopped smoking cigars. Yeah, but before it was, you know, I go to work. I always go outside during our conference calls so that there can be an appropriate level of noise. Yep, yep. And also so that my phone will stay connected. Ninjas or pirates? Uh, ghosts. Zombies. Ninety. What is your most hated internet community? I don't really hate any internet communities. If I tell you, they will DDoS my shit, so I won't. Oh, will they? Yeah. 
91, have you played any of the old Sierra games? Space Quest, Police Quest, King's Quest? Yeah, I grew up on that shit. I was, I was uh, oh, yeah. more of a Space Quest kid than anything else. Um, Space Quest and Quest for Glory, which I bought when it was still Heroes Quest. Yeah, good old Space Quest. 92, favorite Simpsons character? Uh, Dr. I Nick. Don't really, I don't really know how to answer that. <laughs> Dr. Nick, because he said he had the funniest line in Simpsons history. Which was what? The red things connected to my wristwatch? Yep. Yep, that is pretty funny. Um, you know, I mean, I like... I like what they do with Carl and Lenny. Um, I liked the scene where one of R.E.M. is trying to pee in the urinal that's in Homer's garage, and Lenny's just standing next to him saying, So, gotta pee, huh? <laughs> and, he, and he makes the other members of R.E.M. stand in a circle around him because he can't pee with Lenny watching. Hmm. And that was a pretty good moment. And that's in the latter-day, like, celebrity cameo era of The Simpsons, which is still fucking funny. I don't think I've seen an episode of The Simpsons since the 90s. Mm. Moe's pretty good. Uh, you know, what's the Martin, the, the faggy kid? Milhouse? No, the, the like... The oh, like, the separated, we are a bunch of... The milk toast, yeah, the milk toast kid. Together like, we are one unconquerable faggot. Yeah. Millhouse is like sad sack. This kid is like, uh, you know, oblivious. Sure. That's not, I like that. I like that kid. I can relate to that kid. Uh, when, 93. When puking, do you prefer the toilet or a bucket? I found it impossible to get comfortable myself, possibly because of all the puking. Uh, you know, I don't think that I have thrown up in seven or eight years. Huh. I like a toilet if it's clean. I you know, think that I, like, I would. I don't like puking the... in something that I'm that I know while I'm doing it. Fuck, I'm gonna have to clean this. Yeah, I would rather puke in a toilet, even if it's not the cleanest, uh, than have to clean out a bucket. Mm. Yeah, it's no good. The uh, the last Boy, time I, I threw it, up was I, I like mean, nobody two years likes ago. throwing up, but I really, really hate it, and I will go a long way out of my way to avoid it. The only times that I end up throwing up these days when not sick is just in a situation where there's no control on my intake of alcohol. Like, I don't have to... Like, the booze is free, or, you know, I just have to wave my badge or something, and I manage to get three or four drinks in before I am thinking about stopping. Mm-hmm. And so you just get past the point where the part of your brain that tells you to stop should tell you to stop. And then uh, then you throw up in the hotel the day after the wedding. I just, I feel like I got lucky in that regard because I, like, drinking too much doesn't make me throw up. It just, you know, makes me feel miserable the next right. day. I'm I've never, I've never thrown up from a hangover. That happens to you, it seems, and that happens to Kevin all the time, but uh, yeah. I just have a terrible... I just have debilitating headaches, and I'm, like, sweaty. I would have 
I probably would have ended up throwing up at uh, Con last year after uh, karaoke had it not been for the Jammy Dodgers that uh, that Fifor gave me. Are those those chocolate buttholes? Yeah, because I was able to just start shoving those in my face. And shoving buttholes yeah, in your face? Soaking up the alcohol. Uh, 94. Game of Thrones. Which is better, book series or TV series? I say books. I have no exposure to either of them, so I don't know. Yeah. I've watched, like, three episodes of Game of Thrones, and it was a little too dark and rapey for me. I'll probably revisit it, since everybody seems to enjoy it. Oh, well, now that I know that it's rapey... Yeah, yeah. Count me in. No, it's weird, man. I just... I don't have any interest at all in seeing it. I'm just... I just... I'm not interested in it. I don't know why. And it, like, seems like a thing that I would like. Like, if you asked my mom if I would be really into it, she would say yes. Yeah, you'd think that, like, high fantasy kind of thing. I mean, it. I guess the impression that I have about it is that it is really, like, political. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm way less interested in than, than like, mythological. Or, I mean, I guess it is probably heavily character-driven. But, like, oh, this is a character-driven thing where there are a hundred characters. Like, eh. Uh, speaking of Game of Thrones, Sean Bean. Seen Bean or Sean Bon? He's going to have uh, to decide. Shawnee Bo- Bono. Sean Bonnery. 96, can you raise the 200 Adventures rollover cap? And 97, fishy seems really prevalent now. Are you trying to get as many people into the sea as possible? Yeah. Pretty much. 98, the new episodes of Doctor Who with Matt Smith are really bad. Thoughts? Lies. Uh, 99, Lord of the Rings spoof challenge path? All of KOL is a Lord of the Rings challenge path spoof. It's not a challenge. Pretend I didn't say challenge path. Uh, 100, how old is your computer? Uh, well, this laptop that I'm using now is... I bought this for the Germany trip, so three and a half years old, maybe? Uh, this desktop is the new one, so it's like two months old. Before that, the the old one was three or four years. My desktop computer is maybe a year and a half or two years old, I guess. My work computer I bought, the hard drive crashed in January and I had to get a new one. So my desktop at work is three months old. Excellent. All right, good. Good show, Mac. Yeah. All right, um, well... Can we can we go to music and be done? That took a lot out of me, and I need to re mm. I need to replace what it took out of me with fish. All right, we will see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, everyone. <laughs>